This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Catholic speaker, evangelist, theology instructor, and retreat master Dave Denuzzo talks about a difficult topic, overcoming pornography. This show is not for children. If children are present, please go to dvmercy.com and the re-airing of this One Body show is listed on the One Body page. You get there by clicking the One Body icon at dvmercy.com. Also, please note that in one week, this show will be available for free download at dvmercy.com and also on our free smartphone app. So now, let's listen to Dave Denuzzo. Hello, everybody, and welcome out to One Body, Stewarding God's Creation here on Divine Mercy Radio. This is Dave Denuzzo. Thanks for coming out. It's so great to have you with us. I'm really looking forward to this show. I did a show recently on um, a little bit of my story, specifically with an addiction to pornography, but I'm going to share a little bit more about that with you in this show and you know be a little vulnerable and be a little open with you so that hopefully and this is really what I try to do in ministry hopefully help somebody else out there struggling the same way that I was so before we go any further let's bring the show to the Lord and join in some prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit good and gracious God Thank you for this time. Thank you for the opportunity to have technology like Catholic Radio. Thank you that it could reach those who maybe don't know you or who are searching, those who desire to know you, desire to know truth, desire to know love and belonging. And Lord, for anyone who has any needs that this show or this station or this this medium can be a benefit to them. So thank you, Lord, for this blessing. We also come to you now, Lord, in this opportunity to understand your plan for our bodies, that in our bodies we can glorify you, as Scripture tells us that they are the temples of the Holy Spirit, that our bodies are are intended to give you glory, Lord, and help us to do that in all we do. And through this show, Lord, may your spirit speak through me and allow your spirit to enliven us, to encourage us, to invigorate us so that we may grow to be more holy in all that we do. And we pray this through your most holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So as I mentioned here at the very beginning, I want to share a little bit about my journey with pornography. And if you hear me speak or or have the opportunity to uh, read anything that I write, you'll notice that there's a common theme, and that is dealing with pornography, working to fight porn, and be a resource to men. Not only to men, be a resource to women and to our children. There's a theme that has shaped my life and that has shaped much of what I do and has given me a passion to help others. You know, it's not an easy topic to hear. It's not an easy topic to talk about. 
And that can be very difficult for a lot of people. It can be very uncomfortable. So if you're still there, <laughs> if you're still listening, I want to encourage you. Uh, this is something that I do when I'm in person with folks, and whether it's a presentation or uh, individually. I like to break the ice a little bit. So if you can imagine wherever you're listening, which, by the way, this show is broadcast in a number of ways uh, on the air over the radio waves, but online also at kvdm.org and on the iPhone app that is downloadable for free in the iStore. Something that I like to do to make it easy for folks to just break the ice is to just say some of these hard words out loud. And if you're <laughs> if you're in a cubicle at work, uh, you know, use your judgment on whether this is something that uh, that you should do or not. But when you get to a spot where maybe you feel more comfortable, whether it's outside, in a vehicle, in your house, whatever, and you feel comfortable doing this, this may help. I've been told that it does, so let's try it here. I want to say some words that are a little bit difficult to hear. A little bit awkward, especially in mixed company uh, between men and women. But some of these words, we have to be able to say them and we have to be able to talk about them. If we don't, if we fail, if, if we fail to say these words, to know these words, to be able to utter these words, then we will fail to deal with these words. When that happens, the devil wins. Okay, these are the words that he wants. He wants them to be in the dark. He, he, he desires for them to be hidden and, you know, words that we don't utter so that we don't talk about them. I hope you get where I'm going here. So we're going to utter these words, make them so that they're not quite as hard to, to hear, hopefully not as hard after the show to talk about, whether it's for your own self, for someone that you love, or just as it comes up in conversation. And I Hopefully, we'll give a couple uh, explanations of how this does just come up in, in the public. So some of these words. If you're in a comfortable position to say these, feel free. Pornography. Porn. Hardcore porn. Masturbation. Sodomy. Ooh, right, ooh, lust. Wow, these words, they're hard. They're difficult. They're difficult to hear. Some people may be just... Hopefully you're not offended, right? Let's let's just understand that what we're talking about here is a serious problem, a very serious issue. If we don't talk about these words, if we can't utter these words, how are we going to ever solve them? Okay, it's like if we don't ever call it abortion, we're never going to get over and through and beyond to a better place than abortion. So I'm sorry. I hope these words just don't offend anyone. Say them again. Pornography. Porn. Hardcore porn. Masturbation. Okay? Saying pornography and masturbation, it's going to come up a lot in this particular show. We have to get comfortable. So I hope I haven't upset anybody, offended anybody. I, I really think it empowers us to be able to speak specifically about this. So just a, a journey. That's what my story is about. And I, I know a lot of men specifically, because I'm a man, can relate in a number of these ways. I was 10 years old. I, you know, I came from a great family. It wasn't available to me per se as a young kid and the internet wasn't around yet. I stumbled across pornography on the television set, not looking for it. I wasn't even sure what it was. 
there was a show on HBO, which we didn't have HBO, but somehow it came through. I, I still don't know. There's really no way of knowing, but somehow the signal came through. And through a blurred, grainy picture, I saw what led to a very destructive and very detrimental addiction to pornography. So I'm 10 years old. I know as I'm watching what I see on the screen, I, I know innately that it's not good for me. I know that I want to hide it, and I certainly didn't tell anyone about it. I knew enough, I think, about the naked body that I knew it wasn't quite right. But this was my first exposure to the sexual act and to pornography. So it becomes immediately for me very, very distorted. It is not what God intended. And that's what we do here on this show, One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Okay, he gave us these bodies to use in a way that glorifies him, right? He gave us the gift of sex between a husband and a wife, sacramentally. He gave us this gift to unite us and to bring about children. These are great things. Unfortunately, when they're not used correctly, when sex is abused, which it was in my life starting now at this 10-year-old stage, when it's abused, it is disordered. It is extremely detrimental, and it leads to more and more disorder. So after I'm first exposed, the exposure led to exploration. I now had this image, this this vision, these memories ingrained in my brain and, and enough that it caused me to want more. Now knowing what I what I know now about the brain the, the the brain science behind the chemicals, behind the function of the brain, knowing now how that works. And I'll get into that later into the show to explain just a just a smidgen and how that works but knowing what I know now that's where my, my addiction started it was one time it's very similar to methamphetamines it's very similar to crack cocaine gosh it just it 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 snags us right away the devil knows if you heard my recent show I talked about the devil's top five lies pornography I believe is the number one lie that that the devil is selling to men in our culture because it's so enticing, because it's so, so readily available, it's accessible, and it's searching for us, and it's hunting us down. It, the addiction it is so hard. It starts right away, and that's why we have to, we must protect our kids. And that'll be a show that I'll do coming up soon on helping parents protect their kids from the internet and technology, which so much of it is pornography. As the addiction started in my life, it led towards this exploration. Once the exploration happened, I was able to find pornography. It started out maybe in a catalog. Victoria's Secret was starting 
and coming of age and it was available, uh, whether it was swimsuits or whether it was lingerie or whether it was this or whether it was that, I'm a, I'm a little boy. I'm a little boy and I'm just infatuated now, almost overnight, with the female body. And, and then that just progressed, it snowballed and then avalanched into more and more and more exploration, more and more and more disorder, more and more hurt, more and more struggle, more and more addiction. An addiction that was so deep and so detrimental that it affected so much of my life. It affected my relationships. It affected how I functioned as an adolescent, as a teenager, as a young adult. And still, to some extent, currently, it still affects how I operate. And I will be the first to admit, I am an addict. This is just like an alcoholic is always an addict. They can be in recovery, which, praise God, I have time of recovery. Okay, so let me explain this just, just to be clear. The addiction, once it's there, it can come back anytime. So we can have moments of freedom. We can have time of freedom, extension of freedom, but we can't go back into the bar, right? We can't go back to the drug dealers. If those are our addictions, those chemicals, those, those physical chemicals, we can't go back to those places that gave us the, the fix. Similarly with pornography, we can't go back and we need to be able to stay an addiction in recovery. So I was in, in high school and the problem had been there for six, seven, eight years. And I realized, and I, I was in luckily, lucky enough to be involved in various ministries as a youth, that I knew it was wrong. Okay, I came to learn that it was wrong. And I knew, like I said, from age 10, that it was wrong. I, I knew right away that it was wrong, that it was bad for me, that, that I, I didn't want this. I, I wanted something better. But because of youth ministry and, and being exposed through confirmation, through youth group, through Bible studies, through, through various things, camps and, and retreats, I knew that I, I had to get rid of it. And so that was the beginning of the journey for me to start thinking about how do I get rid of this? I, I still wasn't quite ready to talk to people. I still wasn't quite sure and I hadn't pinpointed it per se, but I knew that I wanted to get some help. All the while, coming back to it, just over and over and just constantly being available and finding more pornography and finding more struggle and finding this this struggle. I mean, struggle is not even close to the word that, that describes the back and forth. It is literally a battle. It is literally a battle when you hate it so much that you want so badly to be done with it. You want so badly to conquer it, but you don't know how and nothing works and it, it just seems like a losing battle and you're like the walking wounded and I, I can just go back and just think about how difficult this is and and so I want to just stop here and give a little consolation to anyone out there who's struggling with an addiction to pornography and I just want to say a few things one God loves you God knows how hard the struggle is he knows everything about you not only the hair on your on your head and and all of your individual quirks and uniqueness, but he knows your heart. 
and he knows your mind. And that's a starting point to know that your value is in him, knowing that he values you so much that he's going to work in your life to help you get through this. He's going to give you the grace you need because he loves you, because he is a loving father. If you're struggling, we're going to, I'm going to open up some opportunities here for you to take some steps to find healing so that your body, this, this creation that God gave to you as a gift and what he just, he just desires for us to, to give it back to him, to, to be grateful for this gift. And hopefully through this plan that I'll be able to share with you, you'll be able to have some freedom. And I just want to stay, say also that you just stick with it. Okay. Stick with it. Saints are only saints because when they fail, they get back up. So in order to, to be holy, to, to experience God, to know him, and to ultimately be with him in heaven, we have to strive for sainthood, this heroic virtue. So don't lose hope. There is freedom. There is hope for you. It's going to be hard, though. And that's the other thing. If you're not willing to put the work in, don't even start because this is going to be quite possibly the hardest thing you ever do in your life. For me, that's true. As I grew out of high school and, and got older, went into college, it became so bad and so regular that the addiction was so debilitating that I finally realized that all the anger problems that I have, all of the double standards in my own life of living one way in public and living complete opposite way in private, uh, the womanizing, the abuse of power, uh, all of these negative things that I was doing in my life, I knew it had to stop and I had to finally verbalize it to someone. And so I went to my best friend and I said to him, you're probably going to think I'm a freak. You're probably going to be just disgusted by me, but I need help. And I said, I'm addicted to porn and I can't get it out and I need help. And you know what? He didn't turn and run. He didn't call me a freak. He said, me too. And that day started towards freedom. That day was the day that the work started. So wherever you are, if you are one of these people that are addicted or, or you know someone who is, and, and especially if you're a parent and you're dealing with an, an adolescent, a teen, a young adult, a uh, middle age, it doesn't matter. If you're, in a, if you're a parent and you're trying, you're listening to this show so that you can try to help your child, you have to, it has to start somewhere. The work has to start somewhere. For me, it was there in college. And, and, and what followed was the whole journey. And that's finding who you are, finding yourself, knowing what's it going to take to get over this hump. What's it going to take to to deal with this? What are you going to need? How are you possibly going to handle this? And also, what works for you? Okay, that's a huge part of overcoming this addiction is not doing it the way I do it. 
but doing it the way you do it, doing it the way that, that works for you. And now the church gives us some outlines and some guidelines towards chastity, which is what we need. That's that's the virtue. That's what's important here is we need to have the virtue of chastity. And that's that's the underlying. We can't have the virtue of chastity if we're wrapped up in the sin. So these have to be split up. They they have to be separated. Okay, if we've got the vice, the vice of lust versus the virtue of chastity. It has to be separate. There can't be both. Okay, so we've got to rid ourselves of the pornography, of the substance. Okay, and this is again, the brain science is going to come here in a little while. So as I started this journey in college, it got pretty radical. And there were a number of men that, that we ended up meeting with, my, my best friend and I, we, we told the other guys what we were doing. And we said, hey, you know, we need help. And if you'll pray for us, that'd be great. And then other guys were like, oh, um, you guys are doing that? Uh, yeah, I could I could get in on some of that. I need some help with that too. And and we started to learn that it wasn't just, it wasn't just one or two or three of us. It was most of us. And in my work over these last 10 to 15 years of, of being with men, not just young men, old men, young men, kids, everything in between, this problem is so rampant. I can't tell you the statistics because I don't trust the statistics. I don't trust that the statistics are real. My statistics, this is, this is just backed up from my personal involvement and, and experience that if you've got a room full of 100 men, 98 out of 100 of them have, do, or will have a problem with pornography. Now, this isn't to say that they're addicted currently. This isn't to say that everybody is doomed. It's to say that pornography is killing our men. Where our men go, so go our culture. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And after the break, we're going to come back. I'm going to finish telling my story. Talk about the plan, plan of action of, of how we get over this how we overcome some of the brain science and we'll wrap up the show we'll be back in just a bit One body, God's creation. Welcome back to One Body Stewarding God's Creation here on Divine Mercy Radio. This is Dave Denuzzo. Thanks again for being here with us and thanks for listening. And, and, you know, especially a topic like tonight, this topic is not easy. It's, it's just, it's real. It's honest. It's vulnerable. It's uh, leading with weakness, like St. Paul suggests. But it's just real. And that's the topic of pornography and usually when there's pornography, there's other acting out, other disorders, whether it be masturbation, infidelity, any number of other lustful, sexual-related sins. And again, this show, One Body, Stewarding God's Creation, we're here to talk about our bodies as a gift back to God and being good stewards of this, of this gift that he's given us. So 
I was talking a little bit about my story, my journey. I'm specifically in college, and I've talked to my buddy, and we've started meeting with other men, and the journey has led us towards getting help. And it was a daily prayer. It was the sacraments. It was spiritual direction. It was a lot of things. But a number one vital, vital piece in all of this is accountability. Okay, accountability of our actions is essential. We have to, we must have this. We must have accountability. I'm gonna talk about that in just a minute. Once we started this process in college, things began to change. We personally, I, I was able to start working through my rage issues, my rage of things that would just flip me off the handle, that would make me go crazy, basically. Those things, I began to work on them and I began to, to work through them and I became a much more kind and gentle man. I became likable. I became easier to be around. And once that happened, it allowed me to really find who I was. And I wasn't that man that I had been living as. That was a false reality. But that's what porn does. It opens up a false reality. It brings us to this place that doesn't actually exist. It gives us images that don't exist. It gives us fantasies that don't exist. It gives us a total, totally disordered view of the sexual act. After college, I stuck with spiritual direction. I stuck with accountability. Even to this day, I have accountability from multiple angles. I have various men in my life that keep me on track. A number of men that will ask me, how's it going? How have you been doing? How's the struggle been? Have you been failing with this? And I'm able to, to answer them and I've promised them that I would be truthful. I also have software and accountability software, firewall and those sorts of things on my devices, on my, on my phone, on my computers that help protect me. It's just an added bonus to help protect. And some men have to have this. Some men need this so badly that it's such a simple, easy thing to do that it's just amazing that we don't do it. Now, some of them cost money, which is understandable. And some folks hear that, they say, well, I can't do that. But, but they're so cheap that a few dollars a month for the, you know, for the year, for the life of the device, for your soul, a few dollars a month just makes sense. And there are free versions out there and they all do different things. And, and that again is going to be in a show that I hope to do here soon on uh, helping parents protect their kids from internet and technology. All right, let's jump into the plan. I have a five-step plan on my website, truemanhood.com. And this is just a resource that you are welcome to use, to, to print out, to distribute, to send. It's in a PDF format. If you go to my site, there's a tab called The Fight. And under that is Guide to Virtue. And uh, the virtue is part of is part of dealing with overcoming this addiction. Okay, and so that's going to be a resource for you. But also under that part of the tab is slaying the giant, freedom from pornography and addiction. This is a five-step plan. I'm just going to walk you through it just briefly. You can go to the site and read it more. 
Also, I just want to just want to mention that if there's any comments or anyone wants to get involved in this uh, conversation, you can send comments to comments at kvdm.org, and there's also various social media that you can click through uh, to to leave comments, whether it be on Facebook or on the website itself. So the five step plan, and let's just there's a disclaimer that you can read there. It's not foolproof. This is not a one size fits all. But this has been successful in, in a number of men's lives, and it's because it's not this big elaborate thing. It's it's something that you can personalize. You can make it individual to your needs, which is key. That's really key. And ultimately, it's going to help you to be this good steward that we're working towards. So step one, come to grips with your problem. Once you do this, once you admit that you have a problem, then you can move past this and you don't have to come back to step one. But if you don't acknowledge, if you don't know that you have a problem, you'll never know that you need to overcome it, right? So this you can do right now. You can just say, I have a problem. I need help. I'm going to put in the work, which leads us to step number two. Don't just want to fix the problem. Work to fix the problem. Simply saying, oh, I want this to go away, will never, ever, ever cure this. Okay, now, yes, there is a huge, huge part that God plays in here. God's grace may radically give you the ability to stop cold turkey and never go back. If that is you, praise God. Praise God for that. If that is not you, which is the vast majority of us, just be aware that doesn't happen very often. I'm not going to say it never happens because certainly God has the ability to do that. But for most of us, we cannot just want this to go away. We have to work to make this go away. Once you realize that, your step one and two is done. So really, this is a, this is just a three-step process. Okay, Step three, this is the accountability piece. Find a brother. Now, if you are a woman and you're dealing with pornography addiction... You don't run to a man for this. You have to find female accountability. This may be a religious sister. This could potentially happen in regular spiritual direction or with a regular confessor. But I think doing it gender specific, men with men, women with women, is a very, very effective way to do this. So speaking to the men, I would say find a brother to meet with regularly. Accountability has to happen on the frequency that you need. So if that's every day, every week, every month, I would suggest that it's more frequent than not, especially as you start. It may be every couple of hours. Literally whatever you need is how you have to do it. Now there's a major, I just stop the, stop the press. This is so important. When you find an accountability partner, you have to, you must absolutely promise, vow, vow to be honest, 100%. If you cannot be honest with him and he cannot be honest with you, this will never work. It will never work. Don't even start. That way, if a man asks his accountability partner, tell me how you've been doing. Have you failed? Why did you fail? Where did you give in? What's been the problem? If you can't be honest, it won't work. So just stop. Just stop now. But if you can be honest, do it and do it now. So if you're listening to the show, you've got to go out and do this now. 
And, and I know that it can be very difficult depending on circumstance, depending on your employment, depending on relationships and the men in your life or the lack thereof. It can be very hard to find a man in your life. If that's you, please reach out to me and, and I can help you in that area. And I don't want anybody to go to go alone in this fight. So you can you can find me on my website. Uh, contact the station, and 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 I I just want to be a resource to you because I know there are men out there that just don't have men in their lives that they really feel comfortable doing this with. All right. So once you find step three, you find a brother. Now you can get going, and you can help step four and step five happen. You can do step four and step five without step three, but that's what step three is checking on. That's what step three is working on with you. So, so step four, and, and these are also not chronological. These can go in, in various orders, and they're not hierarchical. They're, they're not more or less important than the others. So step four is make a plan. Having a plan of attack to deal with this addiction is essential. If you don't have a plan, then you're going to constantly be playing defense. And in this scenario, it's not a game. This is a battle. And when you get bombarded, you don't even have a chance to play defense. So you have to come up with a plan. Okay, I keep saying this. You must. That this is essential. This is real. Okay, this is a reality that if we want freedom, these are some things we have to do. So create a plan. Now your plan is your plan. My plan is my plan. I was able to share my plan recently at a young adult conference out in St. Louis, uh, a Steubenville young adult conference called Encounter. And several people just came up and said, wow, that was, that was very honest and very raw and, and very helpful. And how'd you do that? And I just said, look, this, this is my plan. I live this plan every day. You know, I might not need this plan every day, but it's there in, in the event that I need it. And this is what my brothers, my accountability brothers do. That's what we talk about. And this is this has been something that's been honed over years of, of trial and error. So my plan is my plan. I'm happy to share it with people if it can be helpful with them. So you come up with a plan. You look at your life and look at these areas that have triggers, triggers that, that take you towards temptation. They're, they're openings for temptation. They're openings for lust. And you look at where these temptations come from and you create a plan going directly against all of those areas. So if it's two areas, two areas of temptation, two plans. If it's five, it's five, whatever the number happens to be. The important part here is that when you create this plan for these different temptations, you must act on the plan the first instant. Okay, the first instance that you recognize that particular temptation, you put that action plan into place. Once that happens, you follow your action plan. So if it's computer related, that the pornography is coming in, shut the computer off. Get away from the computer. There's no computer out in the middle of the street, so go out in the middle of the street. You know, whatever it may be. If it's, if it's print, if it's on your phone, wherever it's coming from. You have to have an action plan that goes against that and directly fights it. And then that's just key. The purpose, again, is to directly respond to that temptation. 
So if you have five plans or two plans, they may look different in, in and of themselves. And it might involve it might involve prayer. It might involve physical. Uh, you know, part of my plan is to do push-ups, and I'm going to explain why again with the brain science here in just a minute. It may be getting rid totally of all the devices that bring in a wireless signal or dumping your stash of magazines and videos and whatever. Again, your plan is your plan. So my plan's not going to work for you. You must plan it to fit yourself. Okay, and then step five, possibly the most important. I've said that probably about the last two as well. So step five, pray. Encourage you to pray regularly, pray often, and pray hard. If you don't know how to pray specifically about this battle, I want to suggest that you go to First Samuel 17 and read the story of David and Goliath, and uh, back yourself up a little bit and, and read read David's life, and, and especially when he's a young boy. And God giving him the opportunity to fight the lion and the bear and to protect the flock. And the opportunity to to pray prior to the battle is going to really help. This, this should be part of your plan is to have prayer involved in that. But to, to, to be – okay, so prior to the temptations, you have to be in regular prayer regular communication with with the Lord. If you want to be victorious the same way that David was victorious, do what he did. You know, he's the archetype, one of the archetypes of Christ. Do what Christ did. Before he was going to get tempted, what did he do? He went and prayed. He went and fasted. And so being Catholic, we're so lucky to have the grace of the Mass and the Eucharist, to have the gift of confession, to be able to go to adoration and pray right there face-to-face with our Lord. It's just incredible, right? Please don't take these things for granted. There's great books out there. Um, I recently wrote basically the same story that I shared today in, in a book. There's great resources online. It's kind of kind of ironic that for so many, the temptation is there where the resources also are there online. But a new site that's out, it's actually not new. It's newly back up online, redesigned and effective as ever, is theporneffect.com. Theporneffect.com. And this is put out by Matt Frad. He's a very, uh, a very well-known Catholic speaker. He's actually going to be speaking at the men's conference here in the Salina Diocese in Russell on Saturday, August 9th. He'll be joined by Deacon Ralph Poyo. I suggest that every man go online to the diocesan website in the family life office portion and, and register get there okay saturday august 9th we're going to be able to hear from matt uh, and a number of talks specifically on dealing with pornography and the way he does it is so effective and so good and uh, i think partially it's because he's australian and he has that accent he will keep your attention uh, but anyway matt is going to be there and so he's got this website theporneffect.com he's got some very similar steps and plans that that i just outlined for you there's uh, just so many other resources that i can't even begin to, to to mention all of them find what you need find what your triggers are what are your temptations where are they coming from 
make the plan to go directly against them, find a brother to hold you accountable to that, pray about it beforehand, get to confession, run to God in his grace. He desires to give it to you. That's what grace is. It's a total gift from God. He, he just desires to pour that out for you. He desires to give that to you. He desires that you live in a state of grace. And that's ultimately to get us there. And that, as I said from the very beginning of the show, that's the purpose. He gave us these bodies to glorify him, to unite us to him. And let's be good stewards of our bodies. So I've been mentioning the whole time, I'm going to get into the brain science. I should say, I am not a psychotherapist. I am not a psychologist of any kind. I'm not a brain scientist. I'm not a medical doctor. But I've done enough research to know that this is not a super complex scenario. It's actually, it, it makes a lot of sense when we, when we break it down. And I, I hope too that by explaining this, this gives the women hopefully a little peace because I know that there are a lot of women out there that are that are hearing this show and they're now afraid that their husband is looking at porn and I don't know if he is or not I pray that he isn't the statistic I gave before isn't really in his favor but that doesn't mean that there's not freedom and it also doesn't mean that he is let's just be clear there are so many men are living free of lust. They're, they're living chastity and they're virtuous men and they're setting a good example. And I want to I want to build those men up as well. I, I don't want to scare the women, but we've got to be talking about it. Uh, our marriages, if they're based on a lie, if they're based on this struggle uh, between the man lying about it, covering it up, keeping it in the dark, well, obviously that's where the devil wants it, right? He, he wants it to be difficult for us to to communicate as husband and wife. And that's that's certainly going to get in the way of us stewarding our bodies as God's creation. Uh, you know, between the husband and the wife in, in the marital act, in procreation, in that unifying involvement together. So the brain science. What's happening when a human is looking at pornography is a, a stimulus that is taking place in the brain specifically with the males where various chemicals are being released and as those chemicals are being released things are happening in the body so a number of there's there's all kinds of chemicals that are being released whether it be testosterone whether it be bonding agents or things to get our heart rates up or whatever it may be there's so many they're just firing the synapses are just going crazy when when uh, when something entices us when something is is tempting us but specifically here we are being aroused and when that happens especially in the man especially with testosterone there is just things just run wild this is why when boys are going through puberty they're like crazy wild there's no controlling them, right? There is a major chemical that's being released here now. So we take the step of the arousal towards, and maybe I should have said this word at the beginning so that it's not hard to hear on the radio waves. When the orgasm happens, the bond that's released, and this is through the, the chemical of oxytocin, okay? This is the same, same chemical that's released 
when a woman gives birth, it's a bonding agent. It bonds the mother and the child together. It's also released when that mother breastfeeds, again, bonding the mother and the child. It's also released in the sexual act, intended for the husband and the wife to be bonded, right? God knew what he was doing. Yes, I'm gonna bond the man and the woman. I'm gonna bond these spouses together so that they become one, one flesh. That is our theology. I'm gonna bond this mother with their child. Yes, that is, that's right and good. That's what we have to have. He nowhere, nowhere did he say, oh, I'm gonna bond this man with this false image on a computer screen. And so this is very disordered. The chemical in the brain is still firing, still being released. The effect that that has on the person is still there. But now it's bonding them to an image. It's bonding them to a false reality. It's bonding them to something that is detrimental for them. And this is where understanding the brain science, even just a little, just to know what's happening can hopefully give us some peace and give us some understanding of how to overcome that we have to prevent this cycle. So what happens is this initial release of the chemicals takes place, then we're bonded, and then we are exposed to that image again, and the arousal happens, the chemical fires, we have a release, and then we see the image again, and it becomes dependency, and it's just this circular connection of these chemicals and this false reality and this bond and then it just becomes more and more and more and that addiction it needs fuel okay so maybe somebody starts out in recreational drugs maybe they're using over-the-counter maybe they're smoking marijuana maybe it's you know whatever it's an easy drug let's say then it becomes meth and it becomes coke then it becomes whatever 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 and the high is just never enough. It's the same deal here with porn. A little bit leads to a lot. And a, once in a while leads to all the time. And so this, this brain science, if we just understand it a little bit, it'll help us to overcome. There is a website out also called Fight the New Drug. And I'm not sure if it's .com or .org, but if you Google Fight the New Drug, there's some brain science information with just some visuals that are very helpful. Uh, you can look up these various PET scans of the brain and, and there's all kinds of resources out there to understand this more. But part of it is that we have to understand that it's not just our will, okay? If we've been exposed to this, we have to rid our lives of these responses that we have naturally and we have to reorient them. They have to be re ordered so that they are an ordered way of living, that they allow us to be virtuous, not vicious, help us to be holy, not evil. And I could go on and on. The brain science, I think, is really an interesting piece. So I'm running out of time. I want to say thanks if you've listened to the whole show and you've stuck with us and you've allowed me to be vulnerable with you and share my story. And you've been, uh, you, you've stuck with us even through the hard words and this hard topic. I just want to commend you for that, and just want to say, don't sit on this info. Share it, okay? There's got to be somebody in your life that that needs to hear this, needs to know this, and somebody that you can help impact. And hopefully, we can share this show and, and get it out there. And 
and just be able to to help people who have this issue. So I look forward to the next opportunity I have with everybody to, sh- to just share a story, to share a journey. If you have any comments, please hit up the website kvdm.org. And thanks for coming out to One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Let's end in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Dave Denuzzo. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Dave, for talking about this difficult subject. And thank you, Divine Mercy Radio listeners, for tuning in to today's One Body Stewarding God's Creation show. If you can support this evangelization apostolate, please go to dvmercy.com and click on the Donate button. Your donation will be greatly appreciated, and it is very much needed. You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio, 101.7 KJDM, Lindsberg and Salina, 88.1 KBDM Hayes, and 88.1 KRTT Great Band. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. One body. One body.